Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, back to school on the brink. For a 16th straight day, the U.S. death toll reaches an average of 1,000 deaths. The daunting choices facing parents. Tonight, one of the country's biggest school systems goes virtual. Classrooms that had just reopened now tell students to quarantine. Plus, from the Masters to football, the changes to the fall sports season just announced. Increasing infections. Texas surpasses half a million cases of coronavirus as one in four people tested are positive. Tonight, the three major cities now projected to be hotspots this fall. Plus, did a shortage of protective gear in California lead to nearly 16,000 essential workers getting sick? The new Democratic ticket makes its debut. And I couldn't be prouder to be by his side. Firing off on President Trump and laying out their vision for the next four years. Going on the offensive, President Trump launches fresh attacks against his new rivals. Plus, why is the president's son-in-law meeting with Kanye West? Canine attack. Why did police order a dog to bite a black man in his own backyard even after he was on the ground? Remembering Sumner Redstone, the media titan who turned drive-in theaters into a multimedia empire passes away. Tonight, we look back at his life, career, and that famous catchphrase, content is king. And the show must go on. We'll show you how technology saved the day for young musicians sidelined by the pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Margaret Brennan. With Americans now dying at a rate of 1,000 a day and cases of coronavirus still increasing in some areas, 
Parents and teachers are facing tough choices about when and how to go back to school. Tonight in Texas, where infections have reached more than half a million, the governor says some schools may not reopen until October. In New Jersey, where classes were supposed to be held in person, hundreds of teachers now say they won't go back, forcing the governor there to offer virtual learning. And as pictures of crowded hallways and students not wearing masks flood social media, some schools that had just reopened are already being forced to close because students and staff are testing positive. President Trump says he wants to see high school and college football teams play this fall, even as major conferences are debating whether to go back on the field. And even the famed Masters Golf Tournament, known for its hushed crowds, will be silent this year after announcing there'll be no fans when it is played this fall. As we come on the air, coronavirus cases top 5.1 million in the U.S. The virus has killed more than 165,000 nationwide. Tonight, the new Democratic ticket is wasting no time blaming those deaths on the president. During their first public appearance together as a team, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris took turns praising each other and hitting President Trump. There is a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Janet Shamlian leads us off from Houston. Janet. Margaret, here in Texas, many schools are not reopening and others are still trying to decide what to do. Tough decisions. As cases are rising here, more testing is available, but fewer people are taking advantage of it. This center is all but empty right now. Some frustrated with the long wait for results. The wait for coronavirus testing at Houston's Minute Maid Park as the state's positivity rate has jumped to more than 24%. By the way, that's a really high number. It, it really means that there are a lot of cases that are being missed across the state. Texas now recording more than half a million cases as the Big 12 Conference with four of its schools in Texas today saying they're going ahead with football this fall. It comes after the Big 10 and Pac-12 conferences announced they won't play. Financially devastating for some college communities and business owners like Simon Lamb, whose restaurant relies on Rutgers football. We have nothing. We have nothing. In Cherokee County, Georgia, a second high school closed today due to high COVID cases. 1,100 students and staff in quarantine. 200 quarantined at schools in Muncie, Indiana. Packed hallways on the first day at a school in Evansville, Tennessee. And about 800 students showing up for in-person learning at Westminster Academy in Fort Lauderdale. Make sure we keep social distancing. That's what we're about. On the vaccine front, the U.S. will purchase 100 million doses of Moderna's experimental vaccine currently in late-stage human trials. CBS News medical contributor, Dr. David Agus. By doing this at-risk manufacturing, it is taking off months, many, many months uh, of development. So as soon as we have the data, we can start vaccinating. More than 900 U.S. COVID deaths have been healthcare workers. New data finds most are people of color and nurses the hardest hit. In California, close to 16,000 essential workers would not have contracted the virus if the state had stockpiled enough masks and other PPE, according to a report out of UC Berkeley. And the staggering impact on business. Retailer REI today saying it will sell its new headquarters outside Seattle as it embraces remote working. But it's the families who are hardest hit. Customers of Chalice Restaurant in Redlands, California, mourning owner Letty Silverio, who worked here tirelessly, hoping it would fund the future of her three children. 
The 40-year-old came down with COVID last month and died this week. We're still praying for that miracle to take place. And we said amen. And about 10 minutes later, we get the phone call that she had passed. A heartbreaking reminder that COVID's daily deaths are more than statistics. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Houston. No two school districts in New Jersey are alike. I'm Meg Oliver in New Jersey. Today, in a major reversal, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy will no longer require school districts to offer in-person learning. If a school district does not feel at this point that they are not prepared to open with the health and safety protocols, we'll work with them. The decision to allow districts to offer remote-only learning comes after more than 400 teachers filed for medical exemptions in Elizabeth, New Jersey. How will you keep the mask on a little six-year-old? First-grade teacher Marie Titchener applied for a medical exemption because her husband is immunocompromised. What do I do when a child cries or needs their shoe tied? How do... I respond and say, I can't help you. I can't comfort you because we have to be six foot apart. Nationwide schools are in turmoil. In southern Mississippi, almost 100 students were sent home this week after coming into contact with a teacher exhibiting COVID-19 symptoms. Back in New Jersey, the state's biggest teachers union is pressuring the governor on remote learning. Any chance at the last second you would order a statewide all remote learning plan? You just can't take off the table that this thing is going to rear its head, and we have to be prepared for that as we were in March. I think superintendents are extremely concerned they're wasting their time developing these hybrid models. No, they're not wasting their time. Here in New Jersey, many schools plan to reopen with those hybrid models, a couple days in person, virtual the rest. But with just over three weeks to go and not knowing if the governor will change to all remote, leaves parents in limbo. Margaret? Meg Oliver in Montclair, New Jersey. Calling the coming election a battle for the soul of the nation, today Joe Biden stood side by side with his newly selected running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, for the first time. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. In their first appearance, Joe Biden today explained why he chose Kamala Harris. Kamala knows how to govern. She knows how to make the hard calls. He noted the history. All across the nation, little girls woke up, especially little black and brown girls, who so often feel overlooked and undervalued in their communities. But today, today, just maybe, they're seeing themselves for the first time in a new way as the stuff of president and vice presidents. And defended the California senator from oncoming attacks. Calling Kamala, quote, nasty, whining about how she is, quote, mean to his appointees. (laughs) It's no surprise because whining is what Donald Trump does best. Harris, a former prosecutor, began making her case for defeating the president. The case against Donald Trump And Mike Pence is open and shut. Just look where they've gotten us. Today's joint appearance came almost five months since Biden first vowed to pick a woman running mate. I'll pick a woman to be vice president. Aides say he was primarily concerned about finding a governing partner. His search team started with more than 20 initial candidates and recruited dozens of lawyers to conduct deep dives into 11 finalists. The search ended on Tuesday. Is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely yes, Joe. 
as they were leaving their event here tonight. Biden was asked whether he plans to campaign alongside Harris this fall, despite the pandemic. He said, quote, if the science allows us. Margaret. Thank you very much. Ed O'Keefe in Wilmington, Delaware. Tonight, President Trump is using new insults against the Democratic ticket, even as Joe Biden holds a 10-point lead over Trump, according to the latest estimate from the CBS News Battleground Tracker. Here's CBS's Weijia Zhang. President Trump is testing out new attacks on Senator Kamala Harris. I have to win the election because Kamala is a socialist. He also predicted her popularity would soon fade. She's not a person that's liked. I think people will fall out of love with her very quickly. And one day after Harris made history as the first black and South Asian woman to be nominated as a vice presidential candidate, the Trump campaign released a new ad claiming Joe Biden has a racism problem. You have a problem figuring out whether you're Premier Trump and you ain't black. The attacks come as Kanye West revealed he met with President Trump's advisor and son-in-law, Jared Kushner, reportedly in Colorado last weekend. I love this guy right here. West, a longtime Trump ally, recently announced he was running for president. But in an interview with Forbes magazine, the rapper did not deny he was only trying to spoil Biden's campaign by splitting the undecided vote. Last week, President Trump said he was unaware of the effort. I like Kanye very much. No, I have nothing to do with him getting on the ballot. But getting on the ballot is proving difficult for West, who has failed to meet signature requirements in several states. Tonight, during his press conference, President Trump once again pushed to reopen schools, but this time he had a new medical expert by his side, a doctor who frequently defends the president's views on COVID-19 on television, even though they are often at odds with the doctors on the task force, who we have not seen at the podium since the president resumed his briefings. Margaret? Weijia Jiang at the White House. Tonight, a police officer in Salt Lake City is suspended and under investigation for a vicious attack on a black man involving a police dog. Video has surfaced of the altercation that took place in the man's own yard. And we warn you, it's disturbing. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Get on the ground and you're going to get hit. Just six seconds after that warning, this Salt Lake City police officer commands his canine to attack. Every time the officer says hit, the dog bites down on 36-year-old Jeffrey Ryan's leg in his own backyard. Ryan's attorney, Dan Garner. Is he resisting at all? No, no, no. Even when the dog starts to bite him, he's, he's still just laying there. Looks like someone took a chainsaw to his leg. Police were responding to a domestic disturbance call and say Ryan's was violating a protective order filed by his wife. But Ryan says the order was supposed to be lifted. The Salt Lake City Canine Program will now undergo an external review. And Deputy Chief Jeff Kendrick told us they're limiting the use of police dogs during that time. Just deploying them just for searches, but we do not want them to come in contact with uh, any individuals. Jeffrey Ryans is still recovering from multiple surgeries, and an amputation has not been ruled out. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. 
Today we learned of the passing of a media giant, Sumner Redstone, the chairman emeritus of our parent company, Viacom CBS. He was 97 years old. Redstone grew a small chain of movie theaters into a media empire, once declaring content is king. CBS's Mark Strassman has a look back. Sumner Redstone was a colossus in the business of media and in life. I've said winning is everything as long as you win fairly. I think I'm driven to succeed. That relentless drive began early for this son of Boston. Born into little, he earned undergraduate and law degrees from Harvard. At 28, he left a lucrative law career to take over his family's business. My father built what was the third drive-in theater in the United States, which was the Sunrise Auto Theater. Redstone built National Amusements, one of America's largest movie theater chains. He sued all the major Hollywood studios for profiteering and won, then bulldozed the drive-ins to create a new movie house experience, multiplexes. In 1979, he almost died in a hotel fire. He clung from an upper floor window ledge until firefighters rescued him. Third-degree burns covered 45% of his body. He recovered and drove himself harder. In 1987, he bought and expanded Viacom. Paramount Studios became his. By 1999, Viacom merged with CBS. In the early 2000s, a cancer diagnosis gave him months to live. Redstone scared even cancer, living for almost two more decades. Sometimes it was difficult, but it was always exciting. He never wanted to retire or die. Today he did, at home in Los Angeles, blowing kisses to his family on FaceTime. Sumner Redstone always had the last word. He toasted himself once saying, here's to us who won. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Tonight, an FBI investigation is underway after an Air Force Huey helicopter was struck with a bullet while on a routine training mission near Manassas, Virginia, Monday. One air crew member sustained a minor injury. The Air Force says the helicopter was flying at 1,000 feet when it was hit, forcing it to make an emergency landing at a nearby airport. New video tonight shows the devastation from an oil spill in the world-famous waters off Mauritius. Oil stretches for miles across the island nation in the Indian Ocean. A Japanese tanker ran aground there last month and has spilled at least 1,000 tons of oil. Workers are racing to drain the rest of the oil from the ship before it potentially breaks apart. The cleanup and recovery could take decades. Now a story to lift your spirits. A man in a wheelchair on a hike up Mission Peak in Fremont, California, ran out of steam near the top. But football players from James Logan High School picked him up and carried him to the 2,500-foot summit, and he enjoyed the view for the first time. Some young musicians are proving the show must go on, even in the time of COVID. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. It is a stirring rendition of Bizet's Farandole. Made all the more moving by who's playing it. 90 middle and high school students in Philadelphia, part of the All City Orchestra Summer Academy, who are not going to let a pandemic stop the music. I think that kind of helped us realize that no matter what setback we were faced with, 
that if we had a good team of people and everyone put the work in, we could overcome it. For two weeks, 37 musicians, half from the Philadelphia Orchestra, so tutored kids Wait, are you doing, Sonia? like eighth grade violinist Sonia Doby Got a little nervous. over the computer. Just enjoy playing. And ninth grade cellist Grace Polito. I'm playing uh, the beginning of dance. Providing them master class instruction with enthusiasm and passion. Catherine Cahill is the president of the Mann Center for the Performing Arts, a program sponsor. If that doesn't bring a smile to your face during these uncertain times, I don't think anything will. In the final performance, each student recorded their part by themselves and were then edited together alongside video of other parts of their summer vacations. I thought it was really fun, and I'd really like to do it next year, hopefully in person by that time. And that, Grace, would be music to all of our ears. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, how a rare film treasure lost for decades was rescued for future generations to enjoy. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.